Church, I am turning now to Luke, the first chapter, beginning with verse 46. If you would, please stand out of reverence for the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. This is the Magnificat, Mary's song of praise. Lord, we ask your blessing upon this, your word, and the proclamation of it. Mary responded, Oh, how I praise the Lord, how I rejoice in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and now generation after generation will call me blessed, for he, the Mighty One, is holy, and he has done great things for me. His mercy goes on from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm does tremendous things. How he scatters the proud and haughty ones. He has taken princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. And how he has helped his servant Israel. He has not forgotten his promise to be merciful, for he promised our ancestors, Abraham and his children, to be merciful to them forever. This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Church, you may be seated. So church, I I, uh, have a profound respect for the scripture that uh, is being read and preached from uh, this day. Every time we get to the scripture text, I I know that uh, Christmas, I know that uh, Jesus is very very near, and, and it's almost like the the inner child begins to begins to come out. So I know that that we are very close now uh, to the birth of our Lord and Savior. So here's here's what I want to do. I want you to hear in song form Mary's Magnificat. Okay, it really brings the Scripture to life. Watch this. I love that. It, it, it speaks uh, its own spiritual message to uh, me and I, and I hope to you as well. What, what you're seeing there is Mary and her relative Elizabeth, both expecting mothers. They uh, have a time in our scripture where they are bonding and uh, John the Baptist and our Savior Jesus Christ will be uh, born shortly. So Mary goes to her relative uh, Elizabeth and they have a, a time of uh, of bonding and of sharing. Uh, Mary, uh, as well as Elizabeth, is very excited about giving birth, and uh, what leads up to uh, that moment is is Mary's Magnificat, otherwise known as her song. So I want us to look at Mary's Magnificat, her song, as an expression of faith, okay? This is Mary's faith being put into song. What she's doing as she's expressing, expressing her faith is she is offering praise unto God. 
She is praising the Lord. Now, let me back that up with the Word of God, okay, and show you uh, exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm going to pick up with Mary's Magnificat, uh, particularly with verse 48, okay? This is Mary through song expressing her faith and offering praise unto the Lord. Here's what she says. She says, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. Ah, I love that. Here's how I kind of put that into an everyday kind of way. And I'm sure that Mary felt the same way. Have you ever in your life felt ignored? Ignored. When you feel ignored, you feel about this small, okay? Tiny. Nobody's paying attention to me. I feel ignored. Oh, but Mary says, not God, not God. God is not ignoring me. In fact, he has taken notice of me. He claims me as his own. God, Mary said, has taken notice of me. Church, if you feel ignored by other human beings, know this, that God is noticing you. He's got his eyes on you in a loving, compassionate, and merciful way. Let me pick up with verse 50. Also in Mary's Magnificat, she says, he shows mercy from generation to generation. Then and now, each and every one of us can testify to the fact that this is a cruel and often dark world that we live in. People can also be cruel and mean and dark and hateful toward one another. What Mary is saying through song as an expression of faith is this, the Almighty One, Jehovah, Yahweh, in fact, he shows mercy from generation to generation. It just doesn't stop, Mary says, with one set of people or with one person. This happens over and over and over again. It's a cycle with God, you see. It's a cycle that will continue to happen. It has happened, it is happening, and it will continue to happen that God ultimately will show his mercy. Well, you might be asking, well, preacher, where can we find that in the Word of God? Listen to me. Look to the person of Jesus Christ. There you will find mercy. Let me pick up with verse 51. She says in her song, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. Ah, I love that, his mighty arm. Oftentimes, when we talk about the mighty arm, we think of the right arm or the right hand. You see, biblically speaking, theologically speaking, the right hand, the right arm was the arm of power, the the right position to the king or to the queen was the position of power. God is the one with 
the mighty arm. But here's what I want us to know. God, in his mercy and in his grace, with his mighty arm, is not wanting to smite us or bash us with his mighty arm. In fact, he uses that mighty arm, church, listen to me, for good, for justice. Okay? His mighty arm is something that you and I need to have on our hearts and minds. We need to know and be reminded of every day as Mary, through song, is reminding us, hey, God is using that mighty arm to, in fact, wrap around us, his church, the believers, as a form of protection, as a form of security, as a form of eternal security, as a form of letting us know, hey, church, the Lord is with us. His mighty arm is being used for eternal good and glory. Let me pick up with verse 53. Here's what Mary says. He has filled the hungry with good things. There's two ways we can look at that, you see. God is filling the hungry, who of course need food for nourishment, but also God in Jesus Christ and through the body of believers is also filling the spiritually hungry as well. Do you need an example of what I'm getting at here? Let me just pat you on the back, church. Benton United Methodist Church is living that gospel command out each and every day. Folks, through the body of believers here at Benton United Methodist Church, we are filling those who are bodily hungry. We see that need. We know that need. But we also say, hey, but Jesus needs to be proclaimed here. So we want to pour our spiritual selves into another life to let them know Jesus Christ and what comes through the gift of faith as well. Filling the body with food and with the Spirit. That is powerful, folks. 54 and 55, it says this, He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. Here's what we can take from that, church. Very simple. God is love, and love is God. God is love, and love is God. Through the body of believers, okay, we can share that with a hurting and broken and cruel world. And that helps, you see, to shine that light. Always shining that light into the midst of the darkness. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. God is love. Love is God. We see that eternal love happening then, now, and what will be. 55, she says through song, for he made this promise to our ancestors. Remember that word promises. The word of God is filled with promises. 
promises of what God will do from a land that he will give them to the prophets that he will speak through through his son, Jesus Christ, who will offer salvation to the world through the cross at Calvary. The promises of God, church. Remember always the promises of God, for they are true and they are eternal. So you see, church, Mary, in her own beautiful and poetic way, was sharing her praises unto the Lord. So let me lay something on your heart this morning. How often do you and I, in fact, forget to offer our daily promises to God? I'll even use stronger language. How often do you and I, in fact, fail to offer daily praises to God? That is a rhetorical question that I want you to give some thought and put some prayer to this day. You know what often happens, church? And it happens to each and every one of us, and none of us are exempt from it. And that is, let me just tell you, we hit the ground running in the morning, and we just go full throttle. We go at such a feverish pace that we've got flame marks behind us, right? I mean, they're just flames behind us. We go at such a feverish pace that we don't slow down until we exhaust ourselves at the end of the day. It happens to all of us, church. It happens to all of us, particularly in a season like this, right? And we, yes, we have the heart and we have the good intention, Lord, this is a wonderful time, and we are preparing our hearts and minds for you, but at the end of the day, guess what? We're exhausted. We're exhausted. We've got lots of running around to do. We've got lots of I's to dot and T's to cross, but you know what we often don't do? We don't hit that pause button, do we? We don't hit that pause button because we're running constantly. And you see, when we're running constantly and there's flames behind us, we don't get that oh-so-important spiritual moment to offer our thanks and praise unto God. Now listen to me. When we don't do that, when we don't intentionally hit the pause button, this is very important, we miss a God moment. Every one of us, church, need God moments in our lives. And you better believe that hitting that pause button, stopping, and offering our thanks and praise unto the Lord is a God moment. Take the time. Take the time to hit the pause button. Here's a little something for you to think about, okay? If you are blessed and you know it, praise the Lord. If you are blessed and you know it, praise the Lord. And do it 
often, church. Do it often. Let me close with this. What has become very popular in our culture is this on your screen. Hashtag blessed. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? Have you shared that? Now, in our culture's view of what that means, okay, as the way I understand it, it means this. When you put forth a hashtag blessed, that means, hey, look, life is good, and I feel blessed, and I have a certain amount of privilege and comfort, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm thankful for that. Now, I want you to hear me say this. When you throw up a hashtag blessed, that is all good and wonderful. And I don't want to take anybody's steam away from what that means. But Mary, you see, being blessed is in complete stark contrast to what hashtag blessed is, you see. Mary was not hashtag blessed, okay? Mary, in fact, got her blessing, listen to me, from a cross-shaped blessing that came from above, not from within the world. Let me say that again. Her blessing came not from the world, but from above. That's why Mary was, in fact, cross-shaped blessed. She was cross-shaped blessed. And she felt from within that the way in which she could offer her thanks and praise was to sing. To sing glory, hallelujah. To say, Lord, my soul deep within, wants to magnify your name. Church, in this season of Advent, let us do as Mary did. Let us do as Mary offers to us each and every year. Sing our praises unto God, because the Lord is so worth it. Glory, hallelujah. Let me offer a word of prayer for us.